जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधमाधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जनवल्लभ गिरीवरधारी जय गोपी जनवल्लभ गिरीवरधारी जशोदानंदन ब्रजोजन रंजन जशोदानंदन ब्रजोजन रंजन यमुनातिरावन चारीमुनातिरावन चारी जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जनवल्लभ गिरीवरधारी जय गोपी जनवल्लभ गिरीवरधारी यशोदनंदन ब्रजजन रंजना यशोदनंदन ब्रज जन रंजन जशोदानंदन ब्रज जन रंजन यशोदानंदन ब्रज जन रंजन यमुनातिरावन यमुनातिरावन चारी जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी
ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಚೇತನ್ಯ ಜಯ ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಜಯ ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಜಯ ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಜಯ ದ್ವೈತ ಚಂದ್ರ ಜಯ ಗೌರ ಭಕ್ತ ಬೃಂದ ಜಯ ದ್ವೈತ ಚಂದ್ರ ಜಯ ಗೌರ ಭಕ್ತ ಬೃಂದ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಜಯ ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಜಯ ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಜಯ ದ್ವೈತ ಚಂದ್ರ ಜಯ ಗೌರ ಭಕ್ತ ಬೃಂದ ಜಯ ದ್ವೈತ ಚಂದ್ರ ಜಯ ಗೌರ ಭಕ್ತ ಬೃಂದ ಜಯ ದ್ವೈತ ಚಂದ್ರ ಜಯ ಗೌರ ಭಕ್ತ ಬೃಂದ ಹರಿಬೋ ಹರಿಬೋ ಹರಿಬೋಲ್ ನಿತ್ಯ ಗೌರ ಹರಿಬೋ ನಿತಾಯ ಗೌರಂಗ ಹರಿಬೋಲ್ ಹರಿಬೋ ಹರಿಬೋಲ್ ನಿತಾಯ ಗೌರ ಹರಿಬೋ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ 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 ಜಯ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ ಜಯ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪದ ಜಗದ್ಗುರು ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪದ ಜಯ ಜಯ ವೈಷ್ಣವ ಠಾಕೂರ್ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪದ ವೈಷ್ಣವ ಠಾಕೂರ್ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪದ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಆಚಾರ್ಯ ಠಾಕುರ್ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪದ ಆಚಾರ್ಯ ಠಾಕುರ್ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪದ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಪತಿ ತಪಾವನ್ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪದ ಪತಿ ತಪಾವನ್ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪದ ಜಯ ಪತಿ ತಪಾವನ್ ಜಯ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವೇದಾಂತ ಪ್ರಭುಪದ ಭಕ್ತಿ ವೇದಾಂತ ಪ್ರಭುಪದ ಜಯ
Prabhupad, 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupad. Jaya Jaya Gurudev, Gurudev, Gurudev Jaya Jaya Gurudev. Jaya Patita Pavan Srila Gurudeva, Patita Pavan Srila Gurudeva, Jaya Patita Pavan. Gurudev, 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 Jaya Jaya, Gurudev. Itai Gaur Pramanande Hari Hari Bo, Jayom Vishnapad Paramahansa Priraj Gachaja, Astodara Satoshi Shimad, His Divine Grace, Srila Abhaya Charanarvindam Bhakti Vedanta Swami Maharaj Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Srimad Bhagavad Gita Itharupa Ki Jai Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavad Mahapurana Ki Jai Shri 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 Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai Shri Shri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai Shri Gaur Bhakta Brinda Ki Jai Nitai Gaur Premanande Hari Hari Bol All glories to the assembled devotees Hare Krishna all glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories, all glories to Shishi Guru and Goranga. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. Thank you everybody for attending today's program. Today is the first day of 2022, the year when we will be celebrating the Installation of our presiding deity, Shri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai. So, we should all make some type of a vow that every day we will consider to be for the glorification of Shri Radha Kalachanji. And so do things in a way that actually glorifies Shri Radha Kalachanji like that nicely. And do your very best. And most importantly, as Srila Prabhupada said, we are a preaching movement. Our purpose is to preach, because if we do not preach, there is no way we're going to go back to Godhead. This whole story of the Srimad Bhagavatam is about preaching. We can see that it is uh, uh, Shukadev Goswami who is speaking the Srimad Bhagavatam, although his spiritual master, his grand spiritual master, his great grand spiritual master are in the audience. And yet, why is he speaking? Why is Shukadev Goswami speaking? So the Acharyas explain it is because every one of us has a quota in life. There are a certain number of people who will only go back to Godhead if we touch them. First, we have to be purified. We have to follow the supremely pure Srila Prabhupada very, very nicely, very humbly, uh, very loyally, understanding his mood properly, understanding his instructions properly. And then we have to encourage others to do the same. And this is called the preaching process, and preaching is the essence. So, every day, please make an effort to preach. One of the very best ways to preach is to hand a book out to somebody, give a book to somebody. Because more than us, these books can preach much better than we can preach. Every sentence from these books 
can preach better than I can preach for five million lifetimes. So we have to make an effort to really get these books out. This is why Srila Prabhupada came to this planet. He wanted everyone to go back home, to back to Godhead. And the sure way of going back to Godhead is to read Srila Prabhupada's books and to chant, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And particularly there are three major instructions that Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, don't try to be a hero. Don't try to do something so we can prove that I'm so great, that I'm capable, that I have done something worthwhile. Don't be a hero. Secondly, be very attached to chanting the holy name sincerely. And thirdly, do not do anything that creates disturbance amongst the devotees. Keep the devotees united. Always be united. Prabhupada said, as a bundle of sticks, we cannot be broken. Individually, we can easily be broken. Maya is very strong. She will break us. Because she wants to see if we are really interested in Krishna. Even after being broken, are we still interested in Krishna? Generally, after we're broken, we're not so interested in Krishna. We become fried. And Srila Prabhupada's final instruction was, if we want to please him, then we please him by cooperating. So we can see, he took that final instruction of not to cause differences amongst devotees, not to create conflict amongst the devotees and gave it a new uh, coloring, which is cooperate. Do things by cooperation. He said cooperation is bhakti. So today is the first day uh, of the new year and the whole day is very auspicious for us because we are very, very happy that Srila Prabhupada brought Radha Kalachanji to Dallas and also brought the nice deities of the Radha Damodar bus, uh, the Radha uh, Damodar uh, Sankirtan party Dallas form of Gornitai, and of course our very dear Jagannath Baladev Subhadra. Of course we have our very dear Radha Govinda and now Chota Radha Govinda with us. Chota Radha Govinda represent all the deities of this temple and we brought them so that we can take them to the homes of the devotees so that we can say all the deities came to your home that way. And then we also bring Panchatattva at that time. We bring Tulsi Maharani, we bring Lord Nisimhadev and of course Srila Prabhupada and the Guru Parampara, and we do a nice celebration in the homes of the people, so we can say, because the deities also like to go out. They don't like to be only caught and stuck in this temple. They also want to go out, so we take them out in the form of Chota Radha Govinda. And then, of course, Chota Radha Kalachanji are the Utsav deities. And as you know, they left Dallas at one time, around 1978, and are now back again uh, since 2000 and, uh, uh, 2008, uh, they're back again in Dallas. So they are the they're the masters of our uh, of our temple. We noticed that after they came back, the temple became a lot better, the devotees became more uh, loving towards one another, everything happened. They're taskmasters. If you look at uh Chota Radha Kalachanji nicely, you'll see there's a little bit of a frown on his face. He wants to make sure that we are very focused, we're very serious in our Krishna consciousness. Radha Kalachanji, on the other hand, is smiling a lot. He smiles a lot. Especially if you come closer to him. If you stay far away from him at the back of the temple, he also doesn't smile. He frowns. But if you come very close and you stand next to him, close to him, he really smiles a lot. And those of us who are fortunate uh, and actually serve him on the altar notice this very much, that he really loves us so much. He's really a, uh, a very great transcendental bear who loves us a lot, very much. And Radharani is his consort. She's always, always trying to bless us. She has her hands out all the time blessing us. 
and telling us, don't worry, I am here. Everything will be fine. Because there will be challenges in this world. So let's put our hands together and chant. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Yena Tasme Shi Gurave Nama Shi Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sapitam Jena Bhutale Swam Rupaha Kadamahyam Dadati Swapanantikam Vandeham Sri Guruho Shri Tapatakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tam Sujivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishaka Anvitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Mandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vishabhana Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priya Vanchakalpa Turubhascha Kripasandhu Bhyayvacha Patitanam Pavanebhya Vaishnavebhya Namo Nama Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shinyavadi Paschata Deshatarine Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasa Adigora Bhakta Brinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Grantaraj Shimat Bhagata Mahapurana Ki Jai Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Sri Gaurabhakta Brinda Ki Jai So today we're reading from Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 12 um, I mean sorry, Canto 1 Chapter 12 Text number 25 Let's do the verse together. Dityabali Samaha Krishna Dityabali Samaha Krishna Prahrad Evasad Gaha Radeva Sadgraha Ahate Shoas Medhanam Ahate Shoas Vedhanam 
विद्धानाम परिपासक विद्धानाम परिपासक दिव्यालिम कृष्ण प्रहरादीव सकहा विद्यालिमे विद्यालिमेदिवसाग्रह विद्यालिमेदिवसाग्रहतेमेदिवसाग्रहतेमेदिवसाग विद्यालिमेदिवसाग्रहतेमेदिपासक Bali Samaha, like Bali Maharaj, Krishna, unto Lord Sri Krishna, Prahlad, Prahlad Maharaj, Eva, like Satgraha, devotee of Aharta, performer, Eshaha, this child, Ashwamedhanam. Of Ashwamedha sacrifices, Vidhanam. Of the old, uh, of the old, and experienced men, Paripasakha, follower. Translation by His Divine Grace, Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai. Please repeat after me. This child will be like Bali Maharaj in patience. A staunch devotee of Lord Krishna, like Prahlad Maharaj, a performer of many Ashwamedha horse sacrifices, and a follower of the old 
and experienced men. So this child would be like Bali Maharaj in patience. A staunch devotee of Lord Krishna like Prahlad Maharaj. A performer of many Ashwamedha, horse sacrifices. And a follower of the old and experienced men. Purport by his divine grace, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Bali Maharaj. One of the twelve authorities in the devotional service of the Lord, Bali Maharaj is a great authority in devotional service because he sacrificed everything to please the Lord and relinquished the connection of his so-called spiritual master who obstructed him on the path of risking everything for the service of the Lord. The highest perfection of religious life is to attain to the stage of unqualified devotional service of the Lord without any cause or without being instructed by or without being obstructed by any kind of worldly obligation. Bali Maharaj was determined to give up everything for the satisfaction of the Lord and he did not care for any obstruction whatsoever. He is the grandson of Prahlad Maharaj, another authority in the devotional service of the Lord. Bali Maharaj and the history of his dealings with Vishnu Vamanadeva are described in the 8th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, chapters 11 through 24. Prahlad Maharaj. A perfect devotee of Lord Krishna, Vishnu, his father, Hiranikashipu, chastised him severely when he was only five years old for his becoming an unalloyed devotee of the Lord. He was the first son of Hiranyakashipu and his mother's name was Kayadu. Prahlad Maharaj was an authority in the devotional service of the Lord because he had his father killed by Lord Nrsinghadev, setting the example that even a father should be removed from the path of devotional service if such a father happens to be an obstacle. He had four sons, and the eldest son, Virochana, is the father of Bali Maharaj, mentioned above. The history of Prahlad Maharaj's activities is described in the seventh canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Vitya Balisamaha Krishna Prahad Eva Sadgraha Aharte Shoshvamedhanam Vidhanam Pariu Pasakaha. This child will be like Bali Maharaj in patience, a staunch devotee of Lord Krishna like Prahlad Maharaj, a performer of many Ashwamedha or horse sacrifices and a follower of the old and experienced men. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnanan Janashalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yenatasmei Shri Gurave Namaha Ama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Pishparamata Srimate Kumar Krishna Goswami Vinaya
Hare Krishna. So, um, this is such an amazing verse, very amazing verse. So many amazing, amazing gems of instructions given that will encourage us very nicely to love Krishna with all of our hearts and souls. Because this is the ultimate purpose of life. To rekindle that wonderful loving relationship each and every living entity has with Krishna. Krishna in the Srimad Bhagavad Gita says that that he is the uh, the greatest well-wisher. Suridam Sarva Bhutanam. Su means the greatest, the only. Su also means the only. The only greatest, like that, is called Su. The topmost, greatest. Suhridam Sarva Bhutanam. Of all living entities, Krishna is the greatest lover, the greatest benefactor, the greatest well-wisher, the greatest friend. And actually the Acharyas encourage us to understand that this means the only friend, the only well-wisher, the only benefactor, the only lover. Why? Because the others, whoever is a well-wisher, whoever is a benefactor, is representing Krishna. They are only able to give any benefit to anybody else because Krishna is empowering them. Like we look at Srila Prabhupada's life. Such an amazing life, Srila Prabhupada. He uh, was born to an amazingly great family. His father was an amazing devotee of Krishna. Always trying to praise Radharani and how we can serve Radharani. Why? Because Radharani is the only one who can really serve Krishna properly. We may think I can serve Krishna, but this is simply our false ego. In the material world, there is an energy that pervades the material world. It's called Kal Shakti. This Kal Shakti puts everybody in illusion. And everybody thinks, I am somebody great. That I am capable of doing something. The other day I was reading, Srila Prabhupada says, actually, nobody has any power to do anything. We're completely useless. We're completely worthless in the material world. Completely worthless. There's no power we have to do anything. But we think, oh, I did such a great thing. I made a temple of the Lord. I made so many devotees. I did this, that, and the other. And we think this is significant. This is highly insignificant. Highly insignificant. It's only significant to the insignificant. This is why Prabhupada built these temples. This is why he made devotees. So that the insignificant people will think, well, this is something significant. Maybe I should also be part of something significant. But Prabhupada knew that what was significant was that we chant, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. That we always think of Krishna, that we never forget Krishna. Not even for a moment. Not even for a moment. So in this verse, we're saying that Yudhisthir Maharaj, who is the father uh, of, uh, of Parikshit Maharaj, grandfather, father, right? Grandfather. 
Yudhishthir Maharaj's, uh, well, grandfather, grandfather, yes. Grandfather. He's the only one who's around at that time. The father not, was not on the planet. So the grandfather is playing the role here. He's, he's concerned that my grandson turns out to be a nice devotee of Krishna. He's not thinking, my grandson uh, will become a great emperor. He's not thinking like that. He's thinking my grandson will become a great devotee of Krishna. Because a great a devotee of Krishna is the greatest. Lord Chaitanya says that in Madhya Leela, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya Leela, verses 28 through 35, Madhya Leela chapter 9, texts 28 through 35, Lord Chaitanya concludes by saying that if you take the value of the total creation, it still does not equal the value of any one of my followers. This is the the greatness of being Gora Bhakta Brinda. One of the Gora Bhaktas. One of the devotees of Lord Chaitanya. So this is what Yudhisthira Maharaj wanted. In his heart, this is what he was praying for. He even said things that, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping this child will turn out like this. And so here the Brahmins are confirming that. The Brahmanas are the gurus of society. They're the topmost in society. This is bona fide Brahmins. Of course, today our Brahmins are not really Brahmins. They call themselves Brahmin. They're really Brahmabandhu, born to Brahmin family. And even the family they were born to are Brahmabandhus also. <laughs> Where the Brahmins stopped in that parampara, we don't know. But long ago somewhere, the Brahmins stopped being Brahmins and started becoming Shudras. But called themselves Brahmins. Continued to call themselves Brahmins like that. But anyway, let's not get into that controversy. Let's say that they are real Brahmins. Their children are also Brahmabandhus, but they're not Brahmins. See, Brahmins, they're so intelligent that they can tell, they can predict the future. They are saying that this child is going to be like Bali Maharaj. He's going to be like Prahlad Maharaj. And specifically how? How can a person just say that? That means a person must have some great intelligence, some great power of understanding, right? Then that person can. See, every society has castes in it. Every society has the intelligentsia, the, the people who will uh, administrate the society, the people who are the producers like the traders and the farmers, and the people who are the workers. Every society has these. But no society has the proper system of caste. Because the intelligentsia, their purpose is not to earn money. Their purpose is that they are supported by the, by the, by the traders and the farmers. And they don't get paid. Why? So that they don't have to answer to the mighty dollar. You see? When, when Brahmins get paid, then the Brahmins are going to speak according to the money they get. They're going to speak for the money. They're not going to speak for Krishna. So the intelligentsia are people who are supposed to take vows of poverty and not earn any money, but always speak on behalf of the Lord for the benefit of society, for the benefit of everyone in society. Now that is not happening anywhere. The Kshatriyas, they are supposed to make sure that everybody in society is happy, well cared for, peaceful and happy. That is not happening anywhere either. 
the traders and the farmers are supposed to produce so much that the whole society can be taken care of nicely, particularly the Brahmins and the uh, the Kshatriyas, and of course their own uh, staff members, the employees, the the Shudras, also serve in the other Varnas as well, but taking care of everybody. That doesn't happen either. Today, what do businessmen do? What do farmers do when they make money? They pocket it. It's my money. I have to become a billionaire. I have to become a trillionaire now. You see? They pocket the money. So they're really thieves. Prabhupada said the biggest businessman is the biggest crook, which means the smallest businessman is the smallest crook. It's not the caste system according to the Vedas. And then the Shudras, they're, they're, they're very, very, they're very, uh, sincere people. They like to use their hands and their feet to get things done. And they support the other three Varnas very nicely. And they're very good at poetry, singing, dancing. That doesn't happen either today. Really, it's more like the intelligentsia are doing the, the poetry these days. Singing, dancing, everybody's doing. Yes, the Shudras are actually still the best singing, dancing. But they're not doing that all the time, see. So really we're not following that system. So in this verse, what is happening is that two, particularly two devotees are being glorified. Now why is glorification necessary? Glorification means love. Just like Prabhupada defined the word service means to express love. Expression of love is called seva, service. Similarly, the definition of love is glorification. Love means to glorify. Kirtiyate iti kirtanam. So we do kirtan because we are glorifying the Lord. Krishna says, I am not in Vaikuntha. I am not where the Brahmanas are. I am not in the heart of the yogis. I am where my devotees are coming together and glorifying me. This is called kirtanam. Kirtiyate ti kirtanam. Kirtiyate means to glorify. That is love. Golokera premadhana sri harinam sankirtana. This is the dhana of love. So obviously it is love, right? The energy of love is love. The wealth of love is kirtan. That is what it means when it says Golokera premadhana sri harinam sankirtana. So here two devotees are being glorified. The Brahmins are actually doing kirtan. This is kirtan. To glorify a devotee is kirtan. Krishna likes to glorify devotees. That means it must be the best, right? We like to do things, okay, it may be very good. Like we like to glorify Krishna. Okay, that's the best. Very good. But Krishna likes to glorify the devotees. That means it must be better, right? This is why Lord Shiva, answering the question of his wife, says uh, that Actually, uh, what is that verse where he says about Vishnu Aradhanam? Uh, uh, Aradhanam uh, Vishnu Param. Param, you know, that actually, that uh, to, uh, to worship Krishna, to worship Vishnu is the best, but greater than the worship of Vishnu, is the worship of his devotee. This is what Lord Shiva is saying. Who is Lord Shiva? Lord Shiva is Krishna. Having touched 
uh, uh, the energy of Maya Devi, milk turns into yogurt. Milk, when touched with a souring substance, turns into yogurt, right? So Krishna, his energy, when it touches the material energy, Maya, then it turns into Lord Shiva. That's Lord Shiva. So Lord Shiva is Krishna himself. He knows what is the best. In fact, one of the sampradayas comes from him. The Rudra sampradaya comes from him. He is the greatest amongst the devotees of Krishna. You know, Vaishnava, Vaishnava Nams, Yatha, Shambhu. Amongst the Vaishnavas, the greatest Vaishnava is Lord Shiva. So these Vaishnavas are called Vaishnavas because they know the science of love of Vishnu, love of Krishna, like that. So here, Bali Maharaj, the example of Bali Maharaj is that he took such a great risk, right? He, 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 he was a emperor. He had everything. There was nothing that didn't belong to Bali Maharaj. He owned everything. You see? Now, Lord Krishna, Lord Vishnu knew this, that the only way to serve his devotees, the demigods, was to remove Bali Maharaj from the position of being the emperor of the world. So when he came and he asked for three steps and he took his first step, which reached all the way to uh, uh, the, the entrance of this world, right? Well, the first step he took went through the three planetary systems. The second step, he pierced the, he pierced the covering of the Virja River and then the water flowed as a result, which became the Ganga. Why did he take those two steps? It is because Bali Maharaj is an influence all up to there. So he knew that he wanted to make sure that there was no place where a point of a needle could sit that Bali Maharaj could claim, I still have that space. Bali Maharaj knew that he was risking whatever he was giving because he was warned by his spiritual master that if you give what this boy is asking, you're going to lose everything. Still, he said, yes, go ahead. Ask whatever you want to ask. This is Atma Nivedam. This is giving up everything. At least internally we should do that. Internally we should give up everything. Externally it is going to be a little hard. We are so attached to so many things, so many people, so many arrangements. So it's going to be difficult, but gradually we have to come to the understanding that even that we have to give up. It's especially by the time we leave our bodies, we should give up all these attachments so that when we are dying, we're not attached to anything in this world. But internally we should that right now. Don't wait. Because if you do not internally give up, you will never externally give up. Antar nishtha, bahir lok vyahar, means that externally we have to do a service according to how people serve in this world. But internally there is nishtha. Nishtha means we are completely with Krishna. It's only me and Krishna. That's it. And then everybody else who is there are associates of Krishna. I don't see anybody who is not in connection with Krishna. Everybody is totally in connection with Krishna. Everything is totally in connection with Krishna. So this Bali Maharaj. Bali Maharaj did not try to become a hero. He did not think, if I give to Vamanadev, I will become a hero. People will praise me in the future. See, he served the Brahmin. He did not do it for that purpose. This is why 
Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur says, don't try to be a hero. Don't do it because we want to be heroes. Do it because it will please Krishna. Bali Maharaj did it to please Krishna. And then if you look at the case of Prahlad Maharaj, who is Bali Maharaj's grandson, so we can see, I mean, who is uh, grandfather of uh, Bali Maharaj, we can see that from a very young age, age five, he was totally into Krishna. Now that's very hard to do for us. Even at age 50, it's very hard to be totally into Krishna because of our past conditioning. But actually, this is the advice that we are given. And therefore, Krishna makes a, an exception in Kali Yuga that even if you think of worshipping Krishna, Krishna will accept your service. Even if you mentally say Hare Krishna, Krishna will accept the service. You should say it loudly. Because then what happens is our mind will become a little more connected. Because the mind, uh, uh, well, not so much the mind will become connected, but others will benefit. Because you say it loudly, other living entities will hear. For the mind to be connected, you have to have meaning in the, in, the mean, uh, uh, in, the, in the chanting. Prabhupada said the meaning is, oh, energy of the Lord, or oh, all attractive Lord, or oh, reservoir of all pleasure, kindly engage me in your service. This is the meaning of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. So if we are saying that in our mind, you cannot think anything else. Notice that. Try that in your life. Try to do kirtan in your mind. You might like some particular melody, right? Like all of us have some melodies we like when we're chanting Hare Krishna, like Rasaraj Prabhu is singing some very nice melodies today. So these melodies may be attractive to us. So chant Hare Krishna with a melody in your mind. And you'll notice your mind won't think of anything else. Because the mind wants meaning. So if it has meaning, it's not going to go anywhere else. When it doesn't have meaning, it'll go looking for a meaning. And generally the meaning it'll go looking for is going to be materialistic because it's trained like that. It is its purpose. The mind is material. Therefore, it will seek material meaning. So for us, it is very important that we actually always remember Krishna as Prahlad Maharaj instructed us. He is our... If we go back about 50 generations, some people say 80, but might be as little as 50 or as much as 80, you will see all of us come from the family of uh, Bali Maharaj. We're all Prahlad Maharaj's relatives, every one of us. Now you might say, how is that possible? Because this, that, and the other. We have incestuous relationships, this, that, and the other. It's not like that. Vedic understanding is very amazing. In the Vedas, things can happen that are not normal, that are abnormal, that are miraculous. Immaculate conception, these types of things happen all the time. People can, from their own mind, create a human being can give birth to a human being from their own mind. This is how Lord Brahma did it. Lord Brahma is a jiva. He is not Vishnu Tattva. He is not Shiva Tattva. He is Jiva Tattva. He can do that. Anybody can do that. You have to be qualified. That's all. So these people were very qualified. And that's how the Praja came. And then the Praja multiplied. There's no incestuous relationship. But we are all linked back to Prahlad Maharaj. Every one of us. And just like in our family, we like to listen to our father. Well, hopefully we like to listen to our father. Hopefully he is worth listening to. Or we like to listen to our grandfather, great-grandfather, like that, right? So this is our great-great-great-great-grandfather. 
And spiritually, our great, our grandfather is Prabhupada. So we have such great grandfathers. Both of them, pure devotees of Krishna, always, always, always instructing us, please stay attached to Krishna. Why? Why? Now let me tell you something, so this can be very clear to us. Why we should be attached to Krishna? What is the difference being attached to Krishna and not attached to Krishna? Okay? Now imagine, you know, you're playing uh, some type of game. Let's say, let's call it the game of Monopoly, right? Anybody does not know what Monopoly is, by the way? Everybody knows Monopoly, good. Okay. So we say we're playing the game of Monopoly. So the Monopoly game can be played more, more, more than once a day. It can be played every day, right? Like that. So one day, you won the game and you became the owner of the board, right? You got the most amount of money, the most amount of hotels, the most amount of utilities on the game, right? But in your life, you turned out to be a real failure. You you turned out to be a real beggar. You couldn't keep a job together, you know? You're struggling in your life. You had to take welfare to survive, welfare aid to survive. Okay? Now, this is another person. I'm giving you another person. This other person, this guy doesn't even know how to play the game Monopoly properly. I mean, playing Monopoly, he has to be told again and again what the rules are, just so that he'll play the game properly. But he turns out in his life to be an amazing personality, very successful personality. I won't talk about Krishna at this stage, but just a very successful personality. Okay? So which one is the one that is the better model for us? Huh? The second one, right, is the better model. So in the same way, if we attach to Krishna, then you will win. Why will you win? Because Krishna's promise is that my devotee will never lose. My devotee will never be vanquished. Now there is no other way you're going to succeed. Why? Because... In Kali Yuga, according to the Srimad Bhagavatam, everybody is born all bad. So how a bad person is going to be successful? Bad person means prisoner. Prisoner means prison house. Prison house means you are stuck. You can't do anything. Yeah, you can get paid. Prisoners get paid three, three pennies an hour, five pennies an hour. I think the highest paid prisoner in prison today is uh, ten cents an hour. 10 cents an hour. That's highly paid? I mean, that's not even pay, right? The poorest person outside is earning how much in the United States? Per hour? Minimum pay? I forget what the latest one is. $7 something now? Huh? No, no. $7, right? You're living in Vikunta, bro. On earth it's still $7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody will come to work for you. <laughs> I mean, this is minimum pay. Some places do pay $18 minimum. Obviously, those businesses are doing very well and their staff is like that. But if you're flipping burgers somewhere, you know, doing menial work, probably it's more like $7 an hour. But where's $7 and where's 10 cents, right? Outside prison, it's actually 70 times bigger, the pay is 70 times greater than inside. At best, I'm at worst. And most people get much more than that. In the same way, 
when we attach to Krishna, Krishna is the one who will make sure that we become fully successful. He is the one. Why? Because we are his children. Just like those of us who are parents, we want our children to do greater than us. Krishna is the greatest. He is a very secure person. He's a very secure father. Why doesn't want his children to do better than him? Insecure parent may not want their child to do better than them, but secure parent would always want their children to do better. So, the game of monopoly is the game of illusion that we are playing in this world. The world, the way we are playing the game in this world of life is an illusory system. It gives you the illusion that you're doing great. What happens to the richest person in the world? Tell me. After they become the richest person, what happens to them in their next life? Huh? Well, they might become greedy. I don't think it will help them too much. They have to repay. The science of karma is whatever you take, you have to give back. And if you don't give back in this lifetime, Krishna's interest rate is a thousand percent, million percent. So you multiply a thousand times, million times your next life to pay back. So if you have earned $500 billion in this life, how much are you paying back in your next life? Are you going to be able to pay that back? Consequently, what will happen? Live millions of lives paying back. This is a nice proposition. Imagine I told you I'm a a financial broker. Please give me $100,000. You know? And on the first day, I will give you a million dollars back. From the next day onwards, you pay me $10 million every day. How many of you will sign up with me? But that's exactly the game of life. This is the incredible ignorance of this world. So we as devotees, now we've understood this, don't play that game. We work because we need to earn money. We need to earn money so we can serve Krishna and take care of our families nicely. And we can serve others. That is why we're working. That is why we're running our businesses. And even if we fail, even if you fail at Krishna consciousness, Krishna guarantees you'll get two destinations. Either you'll become a member of a very rich family in your next life, like Bill Gates' family or something like that. Very rich family. There is also Krishna consciousness. His is not. Or you get born in a devotee family, like Srila Prabhupada did, in a family of transcendentalists, so that we can understand what is the real purpose of life. And then from there you go back to Godhead. Now some of us might say, it's not a very good deal. I really wanted to become rich. Okay, then Krishna says, okay, I'll give you some lifetimes in the demigod kingdom. Have a good time there. Because the demigods are thoroughly rich. They're very rich. You can't even imagine. The poorest demigod, I always say this, has a few planet earth amount of money in their pocket just jingling as change. That's how rich they are. So you become rich there and you become very powerful and enjoy your senses to the hilt. And then come back and then join Krishna consciousness again. Krishna is very kind. Krishna never punishes. He only gives good benefit. But we have to become follower of Gauranga Mahaprabhu. And we can see neither of these persons, Bali Maharaj and Prahlad Maharaj, tried to become a hero. They simply followed the system. Bali Maharaj followed the system that it is his duty to serve the Brahmins. Prahlad Maharaj followed the system that it is his duty to love God. 
We are his great, great, great grandchildren. So our only duty is to love God. And to love God means to love his devotees and to love everyone and everything because everyone and everything is connected to Krishna. So today is January the 1st, 2022. Uh, uh, so let's actually take this to our hearts. Let's cooperate with one another, have a lot of affection for one another, take care of one another nicely, and push forward this mission to anybody and everybody that we meet so that they can also come take this process. Just like most of us here, pretty much all of us here, we are only in Krishna consciousness because of someone's mercy. Someone gave us some mercy and we became Krishna conscious. We came to Hare Krishna movement. And as a result of which, we become winners of the greatest lottery in the world. This is the best lottery. There is no higher lottery than this. This is the lottery of lotteries that we've won by coming to Krishna consciousness. So let's take advantage of this and be very happy at all times. Never become depressed. Never become anxiety, anxious. Understand, Krishna is always with you. Prabhupada is always with you. So if Krishna is with you, how you can lose? If Prabhupada is with you, even if Krishna may not want to do, Prabhupada will do it. Guru and Krishna, Acharya and Krishna is with us all the time. Some of us are initiated. Guru Maharaj is also with us. Radharani is with us. Lord Nityananda is with us. All these personalities are with us. Paramatma means Krishna, Krishna's associates, a Guru, Krishna and their associates with, uh, in our heart, sitting in our heart. So we are always in good company. Never feel anxiety. Never feel depressed. Always be very, very hopeful. Always understand that we have a great opportunity and the best opportunity is somehow or the other interest somebody to take to the process of Krishna consciousness like that. I think somebody had brought the mic out earlier. Oh, it's there. Okay. Hare Krishna. I'm going to stop here and ask if you have any questions that you'd like to ask or anything you'd like to say. Please go ahead. Anybody? Yes, Mishra Bhagavan Prabhu. On January 1st, 1975, mm. I was sitting in the temple room in uh, Portland, Oregon. And we had... Uh, I, I'd heard that Prabhupada said that when he went to Africa, he, the temple was full of Indian people. Mm. And Prahupada was wondering, you know, what are you going to do about making Africans into Christians? Yes. yes. Now we see sort of somehow a, a repeat of here in this country, like Prabhupada, that morning of 1975, it was only American people from America. We didn't have even Sunday feast. It, virtually zero participation from anybody from India within ISKCON. And now, uh, I'm the only person from America here in the room. We've become like uh, all of the everybody who's joining and taking part in this Christian conscious society is all 99% Indian. So how did it, what, what happened? How did it come to We stopped being that, preachers. That That's we stopped being preachers. We started becoming sadhakas and not preachers, you know. We started taking care of our own sadhana and not really preached to other people so that they can join. Um, Indians are not the natives of this country. 
Uh, Africans were natives of their country, you know. Prabhupada wanted the natives to actually be given the opportunity. So, he was saying that, you know, please reach out to everybody so that everybody has the opportunity. But the key word here is reaching out, right? If we reach out to others, they'll become interested. If we're not reaching out to others, then how are they going to become interested? Or if we're reaching out so that we need some donations so we can take care of our deities nicely, so we can maintain our temple, that is not reaching out. That's begging. You see what I'm saying? So we sort of became beggars. We really didn't reach out. Outreach program became very weak. This is why we must actually rekindle that program of outreach. The other thing is also that the way we reach out to others has to be according to the people, the country. Like you might remember when Prabhupada first came to Dallas, uh, to, to America, and he was in Los Angeles, they used to have pews in the temple room, right? And when the pews were taken away, Prabhupada said, why did we do that? The Americans like to sit on pews, you know? If you did that, more Americans will come, right? But the devotees said, but it's not Vedic. The Vedic style is they should sit on the floor. And then what happened? Americans stopped coming, right? Notice? So what are we doing that the Americans are not coming? Americans are very proud people. They consider themselves the top people of the world. Do you agree? Yes. That's how they think. They think we're the best country in the world. We're the greatest people. They're very proud people. They're going to do what Indians do? I doubt it. We've tried. We see the results. They're not interested. They don't want to be wannabe Indian. You see what I'm saying? They want to love God. A lot of Americans love God. They have a conception of God in their culture. And they do love God. And they're very fierce about that understanding of loving God. They may not be well led by their leaders exactly how to do it. But they are. They are very, very interested. You can go to see many, uh, especially evangelical churches. They're full. They're packed. Some of them have 20,000, 30,000 people in the audience sitting while a pastor like me is giving class. Fact? They're interested going there. Why are they not interested coming here? We have to ask ourselves this question. We have to stop thinking we are so smart that we have figured it out and start understanding that if we want to interest American people, then we've got to work in a way that will truly interest them. They will become interested. They will become interested. You will see. Now, our great fortune is many Indians have joined. Why is this great fortune? Because Indians can be preachers too, right? Everybody can be a preacher. There is no restriction that to be a preacher you have to be a white person or black person or brown person or orange person or multicolored person. Right? When Prabhupada is here, were there Indians who were preaching? Yes. There were some Indians who were preaching, right? Who's an example who was preaching, who was Indian at that time when Prabhupada was here? Yeah, Bhakti Surabh Very famous preacher, right? Who else? 
Yeah, Gopal Krishna Maharaj. Very famous. Who else? Gaur Govinda Swami. Lokanath Swami. Who else? Lokanath Swami. Lokanath Maharaj. Who else? Bhakti Charu Maharaj, right? I mean, there are many Indian preachers. There are also others. People like uh, Navayugendra Swami, uh, people like uh, Jashomati Nandan Prabhu. Uh, I mean, there are many. I, I can give you many names. All the ones you mentioned came after 1970. Yeah. But all Prabhupada disciples, right? At the time of Prabhupada, you know, they were preaching, right? Everybody was preaching. But Prabhupada did not say only white people should preach. Did he say that? Never. He wanted everybody to preach, right? So if all of us preach, but cooperating with one another, you know, united, the Americans will become interested. You watch, it'll happen. If this generation won't do it, the first generation won't do it, the second generation will do it. And if the second generation won't do it, the third generation will do it. And if the third generation doesn't do it, the fourth generation guaranteed will do it. Guaranteed. Prabhupada said that. The fourth generation will do amazing things. So it's our own lack of compassion, you know. We become comfortable, right? We don't take risks now, do we? Not really. How many times do you hear Hare Krishna devotee was put in jail for preaching? Today. Hardly, right? When Prabhupada was here, how many devotees went to jail because they were preaching? Many. In, in Russia, some of them got killed. Killed for preaching. That's taking risk, right? That's the story of uh, uh, Bali Maharaj. Took risks. We're not taking risks. No. We have to take risks. And some of us have started. We're doing it outside. We haven't seen the results yet, but they will come. We are very confident they will come. Many Americans will join. Not just white Americans, black Americans, uh, uh, Hispanic Americans, uh, Arab Americans, Korean Americans, Japanese Americans, Oriental Americans, they'll all join. I'm very confident. But you need a little bit of a adjustment in our understanding of how to reach out to people. We're not going to give up the core principles. What are the core principles of Krishna consciousness? To chant Hare Krishna. Read Srila Prabhupada's books. Right? To follow the regulative principles so that we can become disciplined in our lives and become focused. To preach. Always preach. To distribute the books. Right? To distribute prasadam. To actually have farming communities. To set up places of worship like this, so these become the, the, the preaching places of the cities. They are the, Prabhupada said, the outposts, military outposts. 
where Lord Chaitanya's international army, right? Military power post. These are core principles. So we promote these core principles. Americans will come. Everybody will come. Not just Americans. Dogs will come and cats will come too. You watch. What to speak of Americans? Americans are very intelligent people. You crack the code with Americans, you've really cracked the code. <laughs> we haven't cracked the code yet. We're on the way. Some getting very close. Some of the preachers are getting very close to cracking the code. Nobody. The best, we have cracked the code in India. You know that, right? Many people in India are now taking to the process of Krishna consciousness. Same devotees, they try to crack the code in America. It's not working. Because Americans are not Indians. They're different cultures. They'll do things differently. We can't ask Indians to become Americanized and we can't ask Americans to become Indianized. They will keep their culture. It's good. Everybody should keep their culture. There are more than 200 countries in the world, so more than 200 cultures, everybody should keep their culture. And all come together and chant, Jai Satyanandana Gaurahari. This is the prediction of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Bhaktivinoda Thakur's prediction will come to pass. I may or may not chant Hare Krishna, but Bhaktivinoda Thakur's prediction will come to pass. Right? So we should be very hopeful. Let's try our own little bit, whatever we can do. Do it in a way that's a little cooperative, that's all. And never give up hope. These are the top five principles of Krishna consciousness. Number one, focus on always pleasing Krishna. Number two, do not resent the fact that now that we've come to Krishna consciousness, we have to chant Hare Krishna, follow regulated principles, eat prasadam, wake up early in the morning, attend Mangalarti, this, that and the other. We don't become resentful that we have to do these things. Number three, be very sincere. Do it because we really want to do it. And number four, relentless. Never give up under any circumstance. Number five, never lose hope. Because Krishna's promise, Krishna guarantees, Name bhaktaha pranashati. Even when you do the puja, at the end, we pray for forgiveness. In one of the prayers we say, Patigya tava govinda, Name bhaktaha pranashati. Patigya, oh govinda, you made the promise. My devotee will never lose. My devotee will never fail. Knowing that, I'm able to retain my life ears. I'm able to breathe. Otherwise, I have no hope to even breathe. Nothing's working. Fact? These are facts. So we'll come back. When the Americans come, you can't come to Mangalarti. There'll be people standing outside, giving you a ticket. Then you can come in for five minutes and go out the other door from the other side. So there's no space in the temple room for the number of people who want to come in. You'll be given your five minutes. And you'll be given your turn to stay longer if you're doing kirtan. Write it down. that This will happen. Today we are very fortunate. You can come in any time you like, right? then nobody comes. 
if we made it a rule that you only can come in for five minutes, I think you'll notice everybody coming, right? Isn't that true? In the countries where it is very difficult to practice Krishna consciousness, you have the best devotees in the world. They're very, very serious about their devotion. But they know. China is a good example. You look at Chinese devotees. You've met them, right? Very focused, aren't they? They're much more focused than the Indian devotees. Indian devotees, chalta hai, Ram Bharose. Chinese devotees never say chalta hai, Ram Bharose. They think if I don't do it now, it'll be all over. Better do it while I can. And some of them have their organs harvested, right? When they get caught. Some of them disappear. You heard stories? They disappear, Chinese devotees. When the authorities take them away, they don't come back. It's happened to Chinese devotees. Better respect some Chinese devotees, right? We got one in Dallas. Not easy, bro. In America, it's too easy. Now, I've been told, this is by the temple president in Mayapur, that Nityananda, you are getting 10,000 times the benefit of me being temple president in Mayapur. And I said, how is that? Mayapur is so much bigger, right? So many wonderful devotees, so many wonderful deities, such big level programs. How I'm doing 10,000 times better? He said, because it's 10,000 times harder in the United States than it is in Mayapur. You've tried to make devotees, haven't you? Bhagavatananda Prabhu has tried to make devotees, hasn't he? Now you've got two Americans in the temple room. Got some competition, bro. How easy it has been to make devotees, Prabhuji? Very hard, right? People... Yeah. And then we can't keep them, even if they come. The double whammy, right? Not easy in America to make devotees. American devotees. Indians are devotees because they're already in India somehow had some some connection. So they even then, how many Indians have become devotees in America? Compared to the number of Indians there are in America? Did you know how many Indians there are in Dallas alone? Do you know the number? Seven hundred thousand. How many Indians do you see in this temple? Count them on your hands. That's a lot of Indians. Not a lot of Indians. There are other temples thousands of Indians go to. You can ask some of the devotees here have been to other temples, like the Hanuman temple in the north, right? Kairi Siddhi Hanuman temple, other temples. Thousands go. Here, not even hundreds come. Tens and twenties, yeah. So even the Indians are not really coming. <laughs> Fact is, we are not preaching. Fact is, we are not actually becoming sincere in our devotion. And we really need to wake up. This is the 50th anniversary of Radha Kalachanji. If we don't wake up this year, which year are we going to wake up? So it's a very good point you're making. I really thank you for saying what you said.
Because it's the crux of the matter. This goes to the heart of the matter. What are we doing? What's happening? Like they say in America, what's up? It was down here. There's nothing up here. You know. Let's get some things up here. <laughs> so we can put our chest out and say what's up. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Anybody else? Any other questions or points? No? Marajis? Any questions? No? All very shy. I'm sure you have lots of questions in your minds, but not speaking. All right. Thank you very much. Vanchakapa, Trubhischa, Kripasandhubhya, Evacha, Patitanam, Pavanebhya, Vaishnavebhya, Namo Namaha. Anantakoti Vishnava Brindaki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Sri Gora Bhakta Brindaki Jai, Nitai Gor Paman and Jai. Happy New Year to everybody. Have a great New Year. Very Krishna conscious New Year. And please reach out to others and help them have a very nice Happy New Year too. Thank you. Hare Krishna.